Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to Living Better in San Diego. I'm Vicki Pepper. The Platelet Disorder Support Association will be hosting its annual 5K fundraiser on November 4th at William Mason Regional Park in Irvine. Here to tell us more about this event and immune thrombocytopenia is event director Melissa Hilsebeck. Thank you for joining me. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Melissa, start by telling us, did I come close to pronouncing immune thrombocytopenia correctly? (laughs) Yes, actually, you did. We like to say that... It's ITP's tough to pronounce, but even harder to live with. And what exactly is ITP? So ITP stands for immune thrombocytopenia, and it's a rare blood disorder where your body starts attacking its own platelets. So in your blood, you have your red blood cells, white blood cells, plasma, and platelets. And platelets are important because they are what stick together when you get a cut or something um, to form a clot so that you stop bleeding. So when you have low platelets, they're not sticking together as much, and so you kind of have a high risk of internal bleeding. So when you have really low platelets, then doctors get really worried, so they end up putting you in the hospital or they want to just keep monitoring you. And ITP, currently, doctors don't know how you get it or why you get it. There's not really a cure at the moment. And what's kind of difficult is that everybody's so different. So your symptoms are not going to be my symptoms. How you respond to treatment is not going to be the same as how I respond to treatment. So that's what kind of makes it difficult. And a really interesting fact is that ITP affects 10 times as many people as hemophilia yet nobody knows about it. Mm. So that's kind of why we're here, just spreading awareness about what ITP is. ITP also can present in pets. So sometimes folks have dogs or cats and they end up getting ITP as well. It's treated a little bit differently, but common all the way around. Is there a certain age group that this usually affects? So ITP is common in children. So whether that's they keep getting sick from daycare, or you know they might have an immune response from getting a vaccine or something and so the body just kind of is building its immune system as the kids are growing up and most of the time kids will grow out of it but there are a certain percentage of kids that will continue to have ITP as they grow up. Statistics are mostly women but there are quite a few men that also get ITP. Middle-aged women is kind of the where the bell curve is and then older folks as well. And then we have women that get pregnant that end up getting ITP during their pregnancy. But then what's kind of funny is some of them will actually have their ITP go away after their second or third kid. And, you know, we just really don't know why. What has your experience with ITP been? So my first year of college, I noticed a lot of random bruising. So kind of down my legs and on my arms. And I was like, well, that's really weird. But, you know, maybe it'll just go away. I don't really think anything of it. And then I ended up going to the doctor. And she just took a blood test and said, okay, well, we'll check without what's going on. And so the next morning she calls me right away and she's like, hey, I just got your results. You need to go to the ER right away. Your platelets are really low. I already called them. They're expecting you. So you need to get there right now. And I was like, oh, okay. So I kind of go to the ER. They kind of run some more tests. 
you know, just kind of rule different things out, whether that's like ruling cancers out or different conditions. And eventually I was diagnosed with ITP. And so they kept me in the hospital for a couple days. And then I ended up getting a hematologist. So a hematologist is someone who practices in the field of blood. And most hematologists are hematologist oncologists. So they treat blood and cancer patients. And so over the course of the next year, I was on a couple different treatments and I did like oral steroids. One of the treatments I took my spleen out and then I got an IV treatment that kind of resets your immune system. And so kind of a, a combination of all those, I'm one of the lucky ones that gets to say that I'm in remission. And I've been in remission for about 10 years now, but because of my experience, I decided I wanted to stay involved and kind of advocate and raise awareness for ITP. Was there a turning point for you at all in this journey? When I was diagnosed, I didn't know anything about ITP. I didn't know how to pronounce it. I didn't know anybody who had it. People that I knew didn't know anything about it. And so kind of researching it, there wasn't really a lot to go off of. And it wasn't until after I had all my treatments that my aunt actually found a website called pdsa.org, which is the Platelet Disorder Support Association. And they were having an annual conference that next month. And they said, hey, you know, you just got diagnosed. We want you to come. Whatever we can do to get you to Boston, you know, we'll do it. So I ended up flying out there with my dad. And I went from not knowing anybody with ITP to this whole room, like hundreds of people that came together just to talk about ITP. And that was so life-changing because you went from never knowing anything about it to knowing everything you possibly could and meeting all these people. So it was very emotional and overwhelming just to know that, you know, you're not alone in your struggle and there are people out there and everybody's experience is so different. So you kind of get to go home with with all this info saying, okay, well, now I have a new plan. Mm. Tell us about PDSA. Who are they and what's their mission? So PDSA is the Platelet Disorder Support Association, and they're a nonprofit that's here to raise awareness and provide resources for patients with ITP and their families. They're based out of Cleveland, Ohio. It's a small office of women currently, and they're really amazing in what they do and, and all the programs that they provide. So there's over 60 support groups across the U.S., and recently they got their nonprofit certification in Canada, so we have two support groups in Canada. PDSA also helped found the ITP International Alliance, which encompasses like over 32 patient advocacy groups in 27 different countries, so every year all those countries get together to talk about ITP, you know, what treatments are available in your country, what types of legislature have you had to do to help get you different treatments approved. And and that's really special because now you're not only talking about ITP at your local level, but now you're ta- on a global scale, you're talking about ITP and seeing how many different people it affects. So it's, it's really amazing. What's your role within the organization? I co-facilitate a Orange County ITP support group and we put together an annual 5K. And then at the annual conference, I was part of their inaugural teen session. So there's all the hematologists come and kind of give their speeches on different research. And then at the same time, there's a parallel teen track. So it kind of takes the teens out of those sessions just so they can kind of get to know someone their age in like their own space where like their parents aren't hovering over them and they just can freely talk about maybe some things that are bothering them or how they deal with certain things at school and their friends. And then the first conference that I went to, 
I met another girl who is about my age with ITP from Canada. And she and I decided, you know, at this annual conference, it would be so great if kids didn't have to sit in these really long sessions where, you know, adults are struggling to keep up with how the doctors speak of all, all their medical talks. So, you know, we're like, hey, you know, why don't we come back next year? We'll, we'll take the kids and we'll just go and have fun and do our own thing in a different room. So we started a kids camp. And that's really special because, you know, we have kids that have ITP or kids of siblings that have ITP. And so they kind of just get to know each other. And some kids have never even met another kid with ITP until they come to the annual conference. So, you know, providing that is really special and really rewarding. And that girl that I started the kids camp with, she actually became one of my best friends. And I was actually the maid of honor in her wedding just last year. I'm speaking with Melissa Hilsepeck, who is an ITP patient, also secretary and on the board of directors for the Platelet Disorder Support Association, as well as their event director for their upcoming 5K fundraiser in November. How does a patient diagnosed with ITP benefit from being involved with your organization? Being a part of PDSA, we call it like the power of PDSA. It's just this overwhelming community to know that there are resources and there are treatment options because when you get diagnosed, maybe you've never heard of it and you're like, okay, well, I'm putting all of my trust in my doctor because my doctor knows what's best. Well, when you come to PDSA, PDSA teaches you to be your own advocate. You know, what are the current treatments that are out there? Do you need a second opinion? Do you want a second opinion? And that's something that PDSA can help facilitate. If you don't know a hematologist, if you call the PDSA office, they have a database where they can connect you with the hematologist. Or if you need that second opinion, you know, you can call the office and they can talk to one of their medical advisors and say, hey, we have this patient. They're not really sure about the treatment that they're doing. Can you call their hematologist and talk to them about what they should or shouldn't be doing? Which is really great because how often do you get to talk to a world-renowned hematologist? Mm-hmm. So PDSA has 14 doctors on their medical board. And so they provide all this content for the wonderful PDSA website. And they attend the annual conference and talk about what they've been doing, different research they've been working on. And then we kind of break out into small group sessions. So each hematologist gets assigned to a session of about maybe 30 people. And you just get to talk about your experience and you get that one-on-one time with a hematologist. So you get to go from not knowing anything about ITP to talking to the person who knows the absolute most about ITP because they're the expert in their field. And so you don't really get that at, you know, kind of other organizations. How does a patient diagnosed with ITP benefit from being involved with your organization? It kind of comes down to resources, you know. Anything that they need from educational booklets, we have them translated in 11 different languages currently, and we have a children's book to kind of help kids understand their ITP diagnosis. So all those materials are free, whether they get sent to you or your hematologist's office. We have the annual ITP patient conference that they can come to and kind of learn more, joining a support group, putting on a fundraising event. We have our monthly email blasts that go out, and then we have a quarterly newsletter, and there's just so many different programs that PDSA offers. And one of them is our ITP Poker Club for Kids. So to help kids with needle phobia, they get this little bee that kind of buzzes when they get their blood drawn so it doesn't hurt as much. And so for every blood draw they get, they'll get a poker chip. And then they collect these poker chips, and then they can cash them in at our PDSA store, which is really cool for the kids. 
These resources are so important because, like you said, everyone's experience with ITP is a little bit different. What are some of the other experiences with ITP that people have had? So some folks will go in for a routine checkup or they'll kind of get bruises or sometimes they'll get blood blisters in their mouth and they're like, oh, well, that's weird. I should probably go get this checked out. And so eventually, you know, you find something weird and you go to the doctor and most of the time, they get a call from their doctor telling them to go to the ER. And so that's kind of a, a traumatic experience mm-hmm. if you think about it. Like, oh my gosh, I have a bruise and now I'm being told to go to the ER. Like, what is going on? This isn't right. And then all these thoughts are racing through your head. You're in your hospital bed and you're like, okay, well, I don't know what a hematologist is, but now I have one. And <laughs> being a part of PDSA brings you down a level and say, okay, I've been diagnosed with ITP. Everything's going to be okay. So some patients, like I mentioned before, throughout their pregnancy will get ITP or they'll have some type of an immune response to getting some type of vaccine and then ITP will present itself. And sometimes patients can get what we call secondary ITP. So they may be diagnosed with another condition that's inherently causing ITP. For example, we see that lupus patients sometimes also have ITP. Share an example of the way you've seen your organization's work make a difference for ITP patients. Yeah. One example is at our annual conference is kind of the first time that parents of kids with ITP are meeting other ITP patients and other parents that have kids with ITP. And when you're a parent, you know, and your kid gets sick, you can't do anything and you're just there to support them and help them. And so bringing somebody who doesn't know anything about ITP into this space, it just is this really overwhelming feeling of, okay, well, my kid is going to be okay. I can't do anything, but I know the best people that can help us and my family get through this, which we kind of like to call the power of PDSA. And another example is we hear this all the time, no matter if you're putting on a support group meeting or if you're planning a 5k event, that you'll have your event and there'll be some unrelated person and their family walking by and then all of a sudden they're like oh ITP I have ITP or oh my child was diagnosed with ITP and now you're all meeting about it like what is this about and it turns into this really beautiful moment of oh my gosh I thought I was like the only one I didn't know anything about it so that happened at my 5k probably a few years ago where we were at Irvine Regional Park and this family was there just kind of having a family outing and they saw these signs or oh ITP 5k what is that and so she's like oh my gosh my four-year-old son was just diagnosed with ITP and like this is just like a godsend like wow. wow I can't believe it and so she ended up coming and participating in the event and then you know we're still in contact now and her son's doing really well but just that kind of special moment and even at our ITP patient conference a few years ago was in Florida and there was a woman there with her husband on their honeymoon and she saw these people walking by with a shirt saying ITP oh what is that and lo and behold she was also diagnosed with ITP and she just happened to be staying at the same hotel as our conference so she um, was able to come and kind of experience PDSA and learn about ITP and and that was kind of a life-changing moment for her as well so those are the types of stories that we hear all the time 
Beyond spreading awareness and supporting patients, what are the goals of the Platelet Disorder Support Association? So our goals really are to to keep fundraising, doing some advocacy work, and creating centers of excellence. So in 2017, PDSA was able to put together some research grants, which is really amazing because we'd like to find out the root cause of ITP. And every year since then, we've been able to support at least two research grants. So the more we're able to fundraise, the more we're able to put into research. And PDSA receives no federal funding. So all of our donations are based off of our members, our donors, our corporate sponsors, which kind of segues into advocacy because we don't receive any federal funding. We like to support patients on the local, state, and federal levels to help their rare voices being heard because we'd like to receive funding, we just haven't over the past 25 years. And then talking about patient care, we'd like to put together ITP centers of excellence. Because ITP is considered a rare blood disorder, it's kind of hard to treat, especially because people are also different. So most of the time, your physician's going to be a a hematologist-oncologist, but you really want somebody who studies ITP all the time because maybe a your physician only sees like 2% of their patients are ITP patients, or maybe it's been a few years since they've seen somebody in ITP and the research has developed and there's new treatments on the market. So having an ITP center of excellence is something that we're hopeful to achieve for our patients because then they just get better patient care. Tell us about the 5K you have coming up in November. So November 4th will be our ninth annual Pump It Up for Platelets. And it's really exciting. So I got started because I went to that first annual conference and there were some other people that had been putting on walks and I came back and I was like, oh man, I want to put on a walk. That sounds so cool. So I held my first one in Fullerton about 12 years ago. Obviously, we didn't do anything during COVID. So this will be our our ninth year at William Mason Regional Park in Irvine. This should be super fun. We usually get about five to six ITP patients that come and kind of share their experience with everybody there. We usually see anywhere from 150 to 200 people, which is really exciting. And then we have some pharmaceutical partners that come out and we've partnered with local schools and different medical residencies in the local area. So it should be a really fun time. How can we sign up for that? So you can go to itpwalk.org and all the events are listed there or the pdsa.org website. And registration is $10 for kids, $25 for adults, and it should be really fun. I've been speaking with Melissa Hilsebeck, who is Secretary, Board of Directors, and Event Director for the Platelet Disorder Support Association. Is there anything else you wish more people knew about your organization or about ITP in general? Just to raise awareness about ITP, kind of understanding what it is and teaching one person about it. That one person truly makes a difference. For example, you know, I chose to be open about my journey when I was in college getting my civil engineering degree. And a few years down the line, one of my friends calls me and said, hey, don't you know something about ITP? And I was like, yeah, I, I have uh, autoimmune disorder. And she's like, well, my husband's cousin's friend just got diagnosed. Can I connect you with that person? And I was like, of course, absolutely. I would love to talk to them. And it's just knowing that connection 
for that person that got diagnosed knowing that there is someone else like okay I can ask them all my questions like this is really scary but knowing someone else that's out there like okay I can I can take a step back and kind of slow down so it really is just spreading awareness about ITP and running into those patients and letting them know that PDSA exists. What can we do to get involved? So locally, if you want to come to one of our support group meetings, we meet a few times a year. Coming to a local 5K and September is ITP Awareness Month. So we like to sport our purple for platelets, just like I am today, and posting it on social media. We have a huge Facebook group following. Our closed Facebook page is just hit about 20,000 members that all talk about everything ITP. We have social media at PDSA underscore ITP and then for Orange County PDSA underscore ITP underscore OC. So just engaging on social media and really just learning about what ITP is through our our PDSA website and and our resources. That's the, the best thing that we could ask for. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for spreading awareness about ITP and the Platelet Disorder Support Association. I hope the 5K in November is a huge success. Thank you so much, and thank you again for having me.